0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Green Through. Here today with us, we have Jason McHugh, who's currently working with a digital construction consultancy firm, and we'll be touching upon the role of innovation in the construction sector. As a result, what is the role of data and innovation in decarbonizing one of the most polluting sectors, such as the construction industry? What role will sustainability in terms of policy and standards play in overcoming the current infrastructure deficit to accommodate for an ever growing population? What skills and training will be needed from employees in the future? Where the construction sector will be more data and innovation centered. Are we overusing data and should the data centers be better regulated to lower their greenhouse gas emissions? What role will waste play in a more circular construction sector going forward? Tune in to today's podcast to find the answers to these intriguing questions. Enjoy, everybody. <coughs> Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Going Through. Here today with us we have um, Jason and I think we'll start with a brief introduction regarding your background and then uh, we'll just take it from there. Uh,
1: thanks for having me, uh, Eric. Yeah, uh, background is um, studied building um, services, management, and focuses on mechanical and electrical systems. Um, further educated myself by going to change college Course and um, went to in College in Dublin and studied uh, quantity surveying and construction economics to bring an element of cost and understanding to the services of um, buildings and life cycle cost analysis and engineering. And um, did that part time while working in the industry, so that was a valuable experience. Um, traveled, uh, worked in Canada, um, worked in the United States, to college and work through. Um, winning a partnership um, college course with University of Oklahoma and worked in Netherlands before with a blue chip client in a data center Um, and I'm currently working with a digital construction consultancy firm and working on um, working with as well as working with the large property developer in Ireland and the digital platform yeah, so like value experience mainly in the contractual side and now for the last nine to 10 months working directly in partnership with the client or in collaboration with the client.
0: Perfect and um, so I think we could take it that you know I don't know the exact number but construction con- contributes I think either through the building of buildings and through the you know running and maintenance of buildings they yeah. contribute to like 40% of greenhouse gases and Um, I wanted to ask you what do you think is the involvement and the role that data has played or can play in sort of um, rendering, let's just say, the bulky supply chains of firms in the sector a bit more uh, efficient, let's say. Yeah,
1: um, traditionally construction is slow to change. If you take any public infrastructure, it's done to provide a service, like a bridge that's there behind you, like the (laughs) going get from one side to the other. that was strictly built by governments and governments paid for that because it provide again a service to people but a lot of other private like infrastructure is based on return on investment. so you want to make money people are investing in it to return their investment into profit over the duration of the life cycle of the building or upfront sale or annual rent of the release of the building so the construction is like the financial sector is there to make money um, okay. and asset um, driven uh, industry, it's very high in GDP, wherever you go, in terms of our country. Um, so when you bring in change in terms of sustainability and change towards how we're going to reduce our carbon emissions of an industry, and um, that is the big challenge of the year. I suppose that's the same for every sector, it's not just ourselves, but I suppose, like you said, we have a huge amount of percentage of the overall greenhouse gas emissions. And um, one reason is because we use material that's very, you know, CO2 emitting like steel and concrete. They are the 20, they're the they're the materials and that set the stone for bridges and you know all these kind of infrastructure buildings we had for the last however many thousands of years. So they're marvelous in terms of their capabilities, but they have detrimental effect now to the environment. So as an industry, we have a few challenges in terms of we have a very high age profile and not a lot of young people entering the industry, which that is my end, me it's a huge huge uh you know downfall because you need to attract the new to bring in innovative ideas new ways of being educated and new ways of being trained to transition to a more say for example digital um platform of construction collaboration and automated construction using natural material like uh, mass timber dimensional timber hemp insulation a lot of the materials we use in building are very much made from chemical processes that are either hydrochemicals or chemicals that are created through intense heat like steel and you know concrete okay. cement is made from yeah you know, in, a, in a kiln with chips and so look there's um, a huge huge task in hand but what we've got to do is we've got to make things more efficient over the life cycle of the building and that would make ingenuity of products more better for lasting longer and while we're building make things more efficient and do things off-site and deliver them on-site and when we're procuring procure materials that are to their advantage more natural than you know essentially what in previous which is you know not natural materials so that's really the challenge but to get the fucking uh, <laughs> or said to um get the below 20 percent in the next 10-15 years, that's that's, that's going to be quite hard. I think it'll be slow at the start and then I think it'll be quite much of acceleration because one, I just think there's a massive infrastructure deficit in the moment and every government in the world is pumping money into infrastructure spending. Sustainability will come probably not at the top of the queue. I know the whole sustainable thing should be at the top but Like the housing demand in lots of Western societies is just such a deficit that would need to be built before you start to think about sustainability. Perfect. But piloting schemes should be utilised, and from there, learning and lessons learned, and then move on towards and change in policy. Policy is a big one too,
0: right? Right. And do have you noticed, like in your humble experience, that? leaps have been made um recently or like over the last 10 years or so in terms of rendering these buildings more efficient through technology or no or it's more not can be made
1: uh, well automated construction is definitely the big thing But okay. you gotta understand with infrastructure like if i want to go build houses and i want to go do it automatically there has to be a manufacturing facility to allow that to happen right the skill sets for manufacturing in a manufacturing line versus the traditional methods of skill sets used to build on site are so, so vastly different. So you can't just say you want one and then forget about what we've been doing for the last whatever many years. The skills are, there's no young people entering. There's all mm-hmm. old people that need to be upskilled or haven't been skilled. And the line of factory work isn't hugely labor intensive. It's quite automated. But the technical services required are the young people's jobs that they're not doing. They're going into other industries. The other industries that have better technical and um, adverse advancements and more attractive, you know, X, Y, and Z offers. But that's the thing. These old cohort, they're not really the ones we are trying to move in towards, you know, off state manufacturing. The young people are trying to bring into it. So that's the attraction. The attraction should be to entice all, if not as many as we can in construction and not see that hard hat and boots. It's really changed from that. It will be a hard hat boots game and always will be because we are building but it doesn't necessarily mean we need 200 guys on site or women. minutes we need 20 at the factory and 20 on site so we can reduce our numbers and that's what's going to have to happen we're not as, as, as attractive as other uh, industries but we got change the where the people are trained and then okay. the education based and you need to get them in like that's where i'm a firm believer in,
0: in okay That's fair enough, right? And because I was even talking to another one of my friends who's involved in the oil and gas sector and doing research for that conversation, um, I was reading that the average age was like 55, and they were doing anything in their um, power, you know, to attract uh, young talent and in order to communicate to them you know the the next uh, generation of technology because they are going to be the ones to implement it and um, i keep hearing in terms of like about you know rendering buildings smart right would you be able to kindly explain what the difference is between like uh, business information modeling and digital twins by any chance or not?
1: business information modeling um, digital, well, digital twin is just literally you're taking what's existing in terms of infrastructure and then putting what your anticipated infrastructure is going to be and what it's going to look like. And then your business um, is more like, so you have BIM and then you have AIM. Right? So building information modeling, and then you have asset information modeling. Okay. Um, Digital twin is just literally, you're taking the ideology of what's there existing and putting in futuristic so solar again. Is your service capacity there in terms of gas, electricity, water, overhead lines, and um, what heating and cooling systems it just brings in kind of early 3D appraisal for return on investment as well as utilization for planning and X, Y, and Z. Digital Twin is quite good when you get into a building that's existing, say, and you want the retrofit, you can like see that needs to be excluded, that okay. needs to come in, come out. Um regards your rendering thing, that is like the best form of energy is no energy. That's the greenest energy. So that's the idea, right? Yep. So the rendering thing is, we um, we use a lot of, we, we we use we use we, we just use so much material that's so outdated. Okay. Like for example, people argue for example, if you do a U value of a wall as a standard nascent block versus an insulated cavity or insulation XPS or plastic, right, of any kind, the U value is you know quite shrunk because the whole thing is for thermal performance to not get you know heat and cooling. But if you put a natural material. Heating and cooling will regulate itself naturally because it's, it's it, the 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 it's a hemp and it's it would it, it it's like it breeds naturally so you don't need hvac systems you, you, you know but your u value is a little lower okay the natural capability to regulate your house is better so that's where essentially a lot of the like say like standards are outdated they're all outdated based on old um Methodologies, all ways of building, okay. and that needs to change. But like we shouldn't be based just on a U value. That's
0: what do you mean exactly like by the U value? Is it the the
1: thermal performance of a okay. wall roof, or or a ceiling, and, and how quick the, the heat escapes that uh, build up? And it's all based on material has to meet or not material has to, the wall has to meet such a U value, and but a lot of that then to meet that would have to be pointing in petrochemical materials where if you put a natural material, U-value is actually increased, but you're allowing the house to breed so it self-regulates instead right. of having to stop one so it's cold outside and warm inside and you have to exchange the heat of air from one to another or if it's just natural material, you can do that self-efficiently. and Then you okay. don't need the HVAC system. So again, to get to scale on that level, it's hard in the next few years because of the infrastructure deficit right. just don't have, and the policy Certificates and I'm sure, like you're in the England or in the EU, the amount of paperwork to get things certified for CE marking and it, it's it's, it's criminal there. You
0: know? It's hugely cumbersome, but um, and also okay. So you're and in terms of like further inefficiencies, do you think that like? the digitization of buildings can be sort of improved. Like for example, I don't know, the electric appliances can be rendered, you know, smarter or, you know what I mean? To uh, operate. Yeah,
1: look, again, it goes back to the same thing. I think Michael Kelly said in the University of Cambridge, look, the infrastructure is not there. Like, right? it has to get there. So I'm trying to say the government want X, Y, and Z, and the policy says we need X, Y, and Z, but to get that there, it takes a long time because it mm. has to be infrastructurally, physically put in, and is there the capacity and capability in terms of the skills workmanship? Is there the capacity in terms of, uh, you know, speed? You know, you're gonna to have to go through a lot of public areas and grounds. But like digitalization, we have international standards and, and a lot of clients that we work with would want us to adhere to them standards. And they can be altered specific, but they just have a set kind of rule, or so much a set of rules, and it can be flexible based on how you structure that. Um, mm-hmm. What goes in comes out. So what goes into design comes out of design. Like digital is really good in terms of at the moment for designing. When we get to, when I mean by design, I mean design, architecture and engineering, right? Okay. They've done brilliant. Uh, but when you go into the costs, the life cycle, the energy analysis, the embodied carbon of the materials before it gets to the site, are we doing traditional method of construction or off-site construction? Are we gonna schedule it? Are we gonna pay and do our evaluations through the model? That's all potentially able to be data-driven by the information within the model, within the digitalized process. But what goes in is what comes out. So there's a huge lag in okay. quality. The quality okay. is just not there for us to take on um, the next step to say, this will be. This should be a full collaborative process between all level of design, the whole way from acquisition up to far as end of handover to client. Uh, and then throughout that life cycle of the building, to utilizing of the, information within the model for payments of bills, right. and repair and maintenance and install and repair and alterations and demolitions and extensions it's all ready to go it's there but we just need again more people skilled in that area and then we need to get from just architects and engineers we need to get into the next cohorts which is the people on the ground using information that are driven by the you know model people that are quantity, quantity surveyors real estate agents, there's so much to it. Well, at the moment, it's very architecturally driven and engineer driven with obviously emphasis on mechanical and electrical engineers, but there's still a huge amount of work for anybody on right. it.
0: Right. But do you think that the lag is also driven by maybe excessive expectations on the people commissioning the, the buildings? So seeing that you're, it's like an asset, right? That you wanted to, you want, I don't know, a certain amount of property, a certain type of property built in X amount of time, but um you also want certain standards but if you want those standards to be adhered to or you have a tight time frame you know what i mean they're sort of contradicting the two right is that what you're saying yeah for
1: sure that's that that's that's the thing but this comes back to early design and early pre-design and early understanding of what and how to get something scheduled built on time and on budget but without missing any you know or cracks slipping through the chairs where you have commissioning not done correctly and stuff like that um the best, the best, the best thing is, see, when I argue ten, I argue for architects and engineers. The best at the whole digitalization, right, and the whole collaboration of yeah, yeah, what it means. Yeah. But then, if I tell you as a QS that's valuing the process for the client, for the design team, and for the handover of the consumer and the life cycle, they would seek modularization and they would seek automated construction. But that strangleholds the design capability of the architect and engineer, which they're right. wanting, especially architect, want to utilize their own architectural ideology. Well, I suppose critical infrastructure like the data centers, they are at a stalled. Um, they're being, they're, that's the boom for the next 10 years, data centers, data centers, data centers, from all elements of business. So say for example, Google, they've halted their data center design at the moment because they're standardizing one design I'm not sure, like in Ireland, we have a little analogy and whatever a little analogy is, wherever you go, it's the exact same design. So that's, okay. what, that's what that's data centers for Google are doing. And that then brings a level of lessons learned throughout the process to make things more efficient, make them on time, make them come in on schedule and making sure every department from commissioning to quality control, to cost, engineering, to design, workmanship is all done. And done every time we do better and better to make like... um that's all done through the digital process but okay. they have the financial backing to do that so like they're adhering to all the standards they're adhering to the, con- the construction handbook that came out in the uk and nx what came out in ireland for based on bin but they have such financial backing that that is the reason why they're capably doing this okay. and they're building mission infrastructure mission critical infrastructure that is that's critical so they're also it, have no option but to do it i suppose that's the case for everyone but they've got huge backing funding so that's the big thing
0: right and i think it's it's very difficult right because the there's a there's a lot of interest involved there's a lot of the um, you know money and it's such a a, a physical it's such a physical and uh you know capital heavy um industry labor
1: intensive industry in the world there
0: you go you've said it and do you think that for example you've just said that um a company like google has you know that sort of leeway due to their um, i just say deeper pockets do you think that their modularity or you know the go the way they go about things can sort of be disclosed to the other members of the sector so that if people want to go about yeah that, well
1: that, that's a that's a good point disclosure they're actually in my opinion like you know there's nobody said catch me for saying that but they're very bad at disclosing this information you know they're also also looking at headers and yeah, they're very bad disclosing information, I think, at the moment. They okay. are they are they are they're strangling the smaller infrastructural design and construction companies because they're the ones that are not a construction company, they're a client that builds construction data infrastructure. They're they're utilizing their funds by absorbing every automated process in the market for their product and the same for the renewable energy. Like, for example, in Denmark this year, they had a uh, 25% renewable energy on the grid um, at any given time. So it could have been 40% to 60% at the okay. peak. Okay, uh, the average is okay. 25%. That's reduced by 10%. Okay. Because the actual data center industry capacity is increased energy demand. The grids have been given the energy, renewable energy to the data center industry. So the rest of that right. industries are now right. being punished. So right. they're arguing that they're green and that they're providing green infrastructure and data center infrastructure that's critical. I understand um, your point. So it, it, that's the, that's, the, that's flawed. Same with the, the, how would I say, the offsite manufacturing. I know here in Ireland, Jones are a mechanical uh, subcontractor. So they build all the skids and the HVACs and all the mechanical equipment that comes on trucks. But okay. People have saying a 10 year deal with Jones. So that's a private industry deal. I can't stop that. But nobody else now can get into Jones and use their... Now, they could expand based on... Obviously, we're going to expand now because we have a 10-year agreement with Google, and I can't stop private deals being done in the industry. But I'm just arguing the case that if one company consistently keeps getting the best, best, and best, it will not bring along the other companies that are essentially not multi million dollar companies but very well organized and provide very well good products and services right right right,
0: right.
1: They, they're, they're being strangled hold by thing the, the whole google and facebook and intel and amazon in the data center industries the they are building but they're punishing crucial other critical infrastructure and this goes back to the same thing Eric. they're taking all the manpower and of course that, that's the issue so people think of then course, out of course public hospitals and schools why are they going up through the roof because when i work in a data center and i've done i won't work for less than what i am been earning on the google projects right. because then i have to get that demand when i go to the government projects and they're pushing the limits on the industry and they're they need to because they need to build this data center which is the engine of the internet i understand that but they should be told with their funding that they need to invest more. In of course, so of, course. Of, of course, of course, of course, it's a difficult one. Like we do need them, but I think they've they, done so much, not harm, but they, they have strangled our industry more and more. Like
0: So maybe their, their good work needs to be, let's just say, legitimized through maybe better policy interventions. and um, Yeah, well,
1: I am a firm believer in, uh, look, what they should do is how do we deconsume all this data? Like, right. how do we tell people that? Yes, we, data is going to get bigger and bigger. I do understand that, but are we over consuming data? Are they storing data for too long? Are they just building data to have more information, to have more power? Do they need all this data storage? Is it required for the longevity of five to 10, 15 years? Right. These are the questions I'd ask instead of going, they just build more data. Because nobody knows what data they're building, what data they're storing, how long they're storing it for, how do you value its critical how
0: purpose. do you fuel how do you fuel you know the, no, those data centers in the next 15 and, and years and
1: these data centers are letting out more than greenhouse gases they are letting out their HFCs and the PCs, which is from the yeah. air conditioning refrigeration yeah. which is way worse do you know what I mean I know no, so, no, 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 for
0: sure it's a uh, It's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. But I wanted to ask you, um, because you touched upon um, at the beginning of the the conversation regarding the the role of analytics, right? Have you Mm -hmm. noticed that um, lifecycle assessments are purposely being engaged with by uh, firms that you work with, or it's more something that you guys are Well, We're doing it. Uh,
1: We're doing it because I know that's where the market's going. And it also, again, has to be driven by policy. So, for example, when you do do um, a building, you do it critically on a design, critically on a rule of measure, international standard, critically on an international contract standard, for, or it could be any standard, you just right. have to pick which one suits your of best course. for clients and purposes. Based on value, where you're located, X, Y, and Z. So the data analytics, um, like the life cycle of data analytics, we are so wanting it, but man, there's not any of us there to understand enough about how we should measure it, how it should be calculated and how it's done, but it's a demand and it's coming through these frameworks. So when you do a design, when you do a measure, and when you do a contract, life cycle cost analysis is going to be front and center. But again, it's demands from government policy and industry standards and, People are wanting, but they're lacking the skills, I understand. understanding, to understand. do this. So it's, 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 it's things that are happening, which I can say, yeah, there will be a life cycle cost, but we're just going to do it based on what's our framework, what's our baseline to work from or work to. So it's definitely something that we want as an industry. We're pushing as a company and we are doing it, but essentially we'll be honest. We're setting our own parameters of life cycle Okay, okay understood. So we're not adhering to a standard not that they're the standards we don't understand either do you get what i mean so yeah no, I, do, I, do, I do i do
0: i do i do i do i do very new so you're, ad- you're advertising for something that sounds and looks nice but in reality when exactly. when, when you get to the actual sites it's it's, uh, exactly. it's it's difficult and uh, that's
1: where that's where bim and analytics comes in like building information which is design and when we're building and then we use lifecycle costing, cost analysis, which is called asset information modeling okay. so we have the asset we designed we build now asset and we're gonna manage that asset for the life cycle of the building, which could be 25-year life cycle, 10 right. year it could be 40 year. And we're gonna utilize data from the energy analysis and performance. And this will be done through smart technology, where there's all technological advances within the building for thermostats, heating and cooling, lighting. Okay. That uh, can be done. Fuels. That's that's being done. That can be done. That's the design, okay. and we built that. And then we utilize that within the model. Now that's exactly what is being done, but. That is at a scale that's not where it's required, and okay. it's just okay. like you're talking tier one contractor, tier one designer, tier one facilities. The highest level, best of the yeah, Google, Facebook, um, uh, you know, big big established companies. But when you put it into a scheme of things, they're actually not huge in the construction industry. Like that, I okay. don't construction. They have data centers, but there's a lot of other infrastructure. And of course, own that or run it, so.
0: Fair enough. It's difficult, it isn't it? it yeah, it comes way. back to skills. Yeah, no, I completely understand. That's and, why I
1: see it's going to be slow. And then, then exponential acceleration. Yeah, like it's like okay. super inflation. Like, like a bell curve. Okay. Exactly. But it has to happen now. And we have to admit that it's going to be a slow transition. And I know it's not going to be a huge investment up front at the moment. But if we train the right people and then try to enter the industry, that's how it will change.
0: Okay, that's perfect. People, you know what I mean? And do you think that this is more like hypothetical, right? Eh? Like yep. once you will get, you know, that next pool of talent, if it's say in two, three, four, five, six years, yep. that um, we can go to the next level in the construction. So you do your life cycle assessments and then the principle mm. circular economy can actually play a factor. Oh, so for yes. example, this wasted resources. Printing, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, exactly. Or um, resources that maybe I, w- I wouldn't just say because I obviously don't know how the supply chain of, uh, of a construction. Works, Every but...
1: supply chain is a treasure. Okay. We see it. So waste is treasure. We all so we're exactly. building apps at the moment. So we're building uh, we've dock planner, cost planner, plan loader, um, and we've got a material passport. So there are four apps we're building. So what we have is we have young people coming out of college or have at least minimum five years experience or less, but some level of experience. They're then looking at what innovative systems to change and disrupt radically and get in, do it. Then the information will be received from Google or our property developer. We're then looking to implicate that in a new manner based on the circular economy approach. Perfect. So building information. Uh, and we're building platforms then, software platforms. So it's not done on Excel, on Word, on Powerpoint, Docs, or PDF. It's all done on a platform. That's perfect. Anybody, anybody can be in the SharePoint. Um, anybody can work share as time. a service, let's say, save as a service. So we've got developers in India, Ghana, Nigeria, and uh, Bangladesh. And we then use Irish software um, engineers to get them to say, understand us for them to understand what we need for software development. Perfect. And then they go out to the markets where not that there will be an issue with our, well, there will be like a language barrier, but they talk software engineering to software engineers. But we've told them what construction needs from these health or engineers. So that's what we do, and um, and like waste is a huge, huge thing in construction. Okay. It's so so big. It's because of the supply chain. And right. If you buy eight by four piece of plywood or a ten by four piece of plywood, but you only need it for an eight by four or a six by four wall, there's two foot by a foot of waste. Then that's just waste. That's yeah. not seen as value. Yeah. That's seen yeah. cost to get rid of. Right, but right. We need to change that. Like that's, right. That's, that, that's, that's not the right manner. Um, I know in the rule of measure that's coming out now, demolition's been scrapped. So it's not called demolition, it's called alterations. Okay. So if you build a building and you need to demol- demolish it, you must alterate it or. Dis- and, and repurpose
0: it. the used material.
1: Repurpose the use of that building core and take out the use, the, the materials right. that are not. Right desirable in the new design but right, there's right value put to them someone else could see them as value of course so that will come the circular economy but again that all comes back to like so me working with this company saying just do what you got to do like we just do whiteboard meetings we just go for meetings when we go for a walk down by the keys down at the seafront we talk and we just nothing's not talked about everything's discussed
0: perfect and okay let's
1: 200 200 things out of 100 or mm-hmm. we talk about, and then one thing we brought up, and we're good to go. Then, like you know, I understand. Uh, All about innovation, right? And the systems change
0: for sure. But sorry, just to get a bit more clarity about what you mentioned, right? In terms of the apps, right? Uh, so you're yeah. saying you use your let's just say state of the art uh, expertise and know how in X, Y, Z with the apps that you're saying, and then. Uh, players in other countries can then access your um, let's just say blueprint of um, let's just say the yeah, way you yeah. do, so you do things exactly. and then do it for their, right.
1: uh... so we're not experts we're the experts are google and glenville which take as a property developer anyone okay. that you know in your own head we are utilizing their information but the way they use their information we think is just inaccurate and just okay. so much inefficiency so we come in we get the golden nugget of information we then drive it through a data drop dra- data process data workflow and we showcase then that this is far more efficient to do it. So you categorize way. it you categorize yes, it exactly perfect like okay your okay coding, okay you're filing them to it we said then after we do that we then said why don't you do it through the model so this categorization workflow process and x y and z now we're going to put that information in through model analog it through the model and then it'll be a, a digital process from there on in then we utilize that and say let's build a software application and as you said we're building it with software developers all around the world and then when other companies want to utilize our service we don't use me you don't i'm not being commissioned out to these companies. of course well, of course you're just a broker uh, you're just a broker yeah, here, here here's the software developed that we've made based on these companies we don't state that we said they know that we've obviously gone into other companies. of course of course but then they purchased that license from us and then they utilize all of these software applications in computers and with their companies and their employees to run their sites. And it makes things more efficient, more transparent, and there's more collaboration.
0: Undoubtedly. Can I ask you like, uh, because I'm trying to understand this live uh, as you're talking to me, um, this is a bit of a, I wouldn't say dummy question, but from a, a more ignorant standpoint, right? So say I have a project in Denmark, right? And I want to build Uh, this building with X, Y, Z, characteristics, right? And I can then access your, um, let's just say software where you've done projects with X amount of parameters. And then I'm like, okay, maybe the building that I'm trying to build is more similar to what, I don't know, Jason has done or, you know, your software has done in X. And then you access that specific data, right? Yeah. Like you
1: can build a building in Denmark in Autodesk. And Autodesk has so many softwares. I'm not sure if you heard of Autodesk, but they're the big... I have, I have. They're, they're the American version of Google and said, right, they, right, right. Of the critical infrastructure. But what we're trying to do is, it's like a blockchain, essentially. Every company would have past historic information on how they did things. But what we're trying to do is say, for, we've gone into every company, say four or five, we've done a good job for all the individual companies. But we brought it back to our own HQ. We've assessed the information. We've seen how to make it better. Perfect. we put a process Perfect. in there. Then we put it through their model, which is Autodesk. Then we say, hey, guess what? That's how you build and design and manage the project. But all of your information on which is the most desirable economically, which is the most desirable sustainably, which is the best workflow. I understand that. That's I understand all now. in that process. Okay. Absolute one app, plan loader, dock loader, cost planner, and material passports. They're the four APIs put back into the software in the computer and the uh, and the model and from there we start to build um infrastructure that's based on previous information but it betters itself every of course time. of course of course ideology would be to do things better once you do it once you do it twice, of course you do it a third time. so that's what we do um
0: i mean that principle is, is amazing no because it pretty much underpins sustainability because as you said it's in a way it's automated ai right because the more you do it the more lessons you learn and further the more down, information the, we get the more, the more information you learn and yeah. you can there you can were, sorry go on sorry, there's huge
1: this. there's huge elements and there's like we have a probably problem with we don't have enough work staff because i go back to that argument yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. probably i'm learning more there's other people probably further educated than me but i like we'll get there but what i'm trying to say is we can only pick from a certain like, for example, someone like you or someone that's younger. That I've said, have you got enough hunger in your belly to want to do this? I will right, we'll take you on, knowing that yeah, you don't have the experience that was previous, but I'm going to alter your experience to the right. system, and then it'll be oh my god, now you're a construction personnel that you never maybe thought you could have been because you would have seen it as hard hat boots, or even if right. you're not a hard hat right. boots guy, right? Project manager, you're a QS, you're out on the job, you're ticking boxes, paper payments that's all a part of it too don't get me wrong but it's evolving into why isn't the computer doing all this first this is just all within the computer model it's all within your capabilities Perfect. to run a job from the computer screen that sounds mad <laughs> it, it, reconstruction can be done that way it, it, you'll still have again 20 people on site building instead of 400 right it's done off-site it's done right. Right, right 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 right
0: right 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 so, um, I think that's a good way to end it I think on that note uh, it needs a bit more patience but I think you're optimistic in saying that it's uh, going to be you know a bit gradual at the beginning and then it's going to be steep um, but at the end please of the day yeah, yeah of course <laughs> I'm open. But I just
1: think people will see bigger transitions in other sectors and First. less of a transition in construction because it goes back to skill sets plus the critical infrastructure we need to build because there's been so little of it for the last 10 years but then after that after five years into like late the, the end of the decade, then there'll be the transition. Will that be too late? It may be. So maybe an industry where we're like, far behind and we mightn't reach targets. But it's kind of like you're caught between you know an egg and a chicken. Kind of. you have to build so people have homes to live in, and we don't turn into a society where people are deprived of opportunity. And then we have to look at well, the opportunity was gained for the generation now. Now the next ten. 12 generations need to looked after
0: for sure so, fair enough i mean let's just um, you know wait and see and uh, thank you very much jason honestly it's been amazing to have you on and uh, you know hopefully we'll we'll be able to get that one day